Welcome in this basic course Control Engineering. In the coming lectures we will introduce you to the design of linear control systems. During this course we will make use of the software package 20SIM which has been especially designed to model and control Megatronic systems. The license file can be used from the course Dynamical Systems or you can download the file from the Blackboard side of the course. You can also use MATLAB, but in the presentations we will make use of 20SIM. Control is everywhere. This is a control system well known to many people, although it's disappearing now gradually. It's the classical Honeywell thermostat used for the temperature control in domestic uh, central heating systems. The original device was mainly a mechanical device and these are now being more and more replaced by electronic devices with more sophisticated controllers, in especially in combination with the more sophisticated central heating systems. We come back to these systems later on in the lecture on nonlinear systems. But we see many more examples of control. For instance, in the automotive, air conditioning requires a control system, cruise control, which keeps the speed of a car constant during some time, and a special variation on that is the adaptive cruise control, where you not only keep your speed constant, but also take care of the distance between the cars in front of you, and if the distance is becoming too small, your car automatically reduces its speed. Well, more advanced process, uh, processes in this area are the automated highway, for instance the PASS project which has run in California for some years, automatic braking systems, active suspension, and more advanced versions of that uh, the electronic stability program and you can find on YouTube and on the internet various uh, movies demonstrating this electronic stability program which is used to take care that a car can be more safely driven by adding control systems and electronics. And as a result the more expensive cars nowadays have already more value in control electronics than in the typical mechanical parts. Well, this is a future view where you see all kinds of communication systems uh, and also related to control systems demonstrating all the electronics that may be available in cars nowadays. Also in the chemical industry there is an abundance of control groups in such a chemical installation all kinds of temperatures, pressures, flows have to be controlled and each control loop requires its own controller. It's a different area than the megatronic systems which we'll more consider in this course, but still it is a very important field of control engineering. I mentioned already megatronics, which can be defined as uh, the integrated and optimal design of a mechanical system and its embedded control system. This implies that you do not design uh, only the mechanical part, but take into account from the beginning that this mechanical system is going to be controlled. 
and more classical examples are the CD player and the hard disk where the uh, performance can only be achieved by combining precision mechanics with very accurate control systems. Robots are other examples of uh, mechatronic systems which combine mechanical systems and control. But also in advanced production machines like the wafer steppers produced by ASML in the Netherlands, we see that control is essential to achieve the required performance. These are two examples of robotic systems. At the left, the more classical robot, the ABB robot used in, for instance, car manufacturing. And at the right, we see a humanoid. And in fact, both of these robots have a similar type of control. It's the way popular in Japan. In the Netherlands, we are also working on robotic systems which are more human-like and much more energy efficient. This is another example of control engineering, especially in mechatronics, which I like to show the Segway. And here we see all the electrical engineering professors of the University of Twente on the Segway during an exercise for a manifestation we did some years ago at the opening of the academic year. The Segway is a device which is unstable without the electronic controls. So the mechanical system just falls down, but thanks to the electronic control system and the sensors inside, the Segway is balancing itself automatically and can be driven. This is an inside view on the Segway because safety is very important here because without the electronic control we will fall down. Everything is at least double. We see two computers. There are plenty of uh, sensors, gyroscopes, measuring the, the angles and accelerations and so on. And the sensors, control system and the actuators in the form of motors driving the wheels together take care that the system is balanced. Well, a more exa simple example of a control system is for instance the stopping of a car at the traffic light. The goal is to stop in time at a white line. So when the traffic light goes from green to red, the car has to stop. Well, this is a PowerPoint animation, which is easy and in fact it's, it's a static animation. There are no dynamics involved, but we will see that dynamics play an important role in this kind of control systems. But before we discuss that, let's have a closer look to a controller. What is a controller? A controller always has a reference signal, which means the desired value of the output. The desired value of the output is compared with measurements of this output, or probably more than one output. And if there is a difference between the desired output and the reference output, the controller generates a signal to compensate for that. Well, as a human being you can be a controller, but if I ask you what kind of controller you are when you do a control action, you probably are asking, well, I don't know, it's a kind of uh, mental model. 
You can also express a controller in linguistic terms. So if you have an idea what you are doing, you can make a linguistic description and such a linguistic description can be translated in fuzzy logic and the fuzzy logic can be used for control purposes like for instance done in uh, Japanese uh, photo cameras. Another example of a more complex controller is a neural network which can be trained, well it's more or less a copy of the way the human brain works but in technical applications often it's far more simplified and by adjusting the weights here in the controller you can well in fact get a kind of fuzzy set but automatically adjusted parameters and also generate a control action. In this course however we will consider more mathematical tools and if you have enough information about the process you want to control such a mathematical expression in this case of the of a very popular proportional integral derivative controller, PID controller, is the most efficient way to implement a controller. Well, a few words about fuzzy logic. For example, if you want to bake a cake, uh, you could do an experiment at a certain moment when the cake is supposed to be ready according to the cooking book. You take a wooden stick, put it into the cake, and you can decide that the cake is still rather pale and also the cake is still a bit wet so your control action could be that the temperature should be increased a little and also that it should take some more time in the oven and the notions are used here the cake is still rather pale can be expressed in fuzzy sets for instance well here in the middle we see the fuzzy set for the right color. Uh, we can say the cake is a stick, still a bit pale, or the cake is very pale, so very pale has no end. The cake can be too brown, or the cake can be black. Well, of course, black is black, and is not much further than black. Maybe well, maybe burnt, but that's not a color. And although these are fake and overlapping expressions. A human being can use such a notion to come to a good result. Well, in fact, a neural network is nothing, nothing else, and both fuzzy logic and neural networks are in fact tables with interpolation. So in a table you would have only the dots. If you interpolate, you can have a linear interpolation connecting the dots, so you can compute the points in between. Or you can do that a bit more sophisticated with a higher order interpolation. So in fact the whole system is nothing else than a mapping of input signals to output signals. And such a mapping can be called a controller. And we can code that mapping in an efficient way as a differential equation but also as a table, or a table with interpolation, as we see in fuzzy and neural networks. The differential equation effect is uh, mainly possible if we have a good model of the process available. So modeling is an important part of the whole process of designing a controller. We come back to our example of the car. 
So this is a 20 sim model, but the inside of the model has been hidden by these uh, icons. So here the car has some dynamics, the driver also has some dynamics, at least each driver always has some delay. And what we want to do is, in this case, to have a certain distance to the stopping line. And we compare the actual position with respect to the stopping line with the desired position, which is zero in this case and see how the system behaves. So we can do that with a simulation in 20SIM. I will start 20SIM now and run the model. Okay, here is the model as we saw it before and I simulate it now. Well, this is a simple 3D animation of the car. We'll make the response a bit bigger and see what happens. So this is a very quiet driver, so when we repeat it, we see that the car slowly goes to the stopping line. Well, in fact, the controller is not uh, a very realistic uh, car controller. It's more like a joystick. I can go just as fast forward and backward, and I can change between forward and backward immediately. I could make the driver a bit more aggressive by increasing the gain of the driver. So let's make it five. Five times faster than, five times bigger than the first experiment. And when we do that, we see that the output of the controller is much larger, but also that we have some overshoots. So when we go to the 3D animation, this is not very realistic for a car anymore. But we see, indeed, the problem of a control system. Either we go very slowly to the final setting, or we do it faster, and then there is a risk that we have overshoots, or even if we increase this gain further. So let's make it now five times larger again, 25, and repeat the experiment. And then we see that the system becomes unstable. So if we do that in the 3D animation, the amplitude gets getting bigger and bigger and of course the car model is not valid anymore but it also demonstrates that a very high gain has the risk of instability. Well, and preventing instability and getting a good response is everything where control engineering is all about. Well, what can we do to make the car, the driver, a little bit more aggressive and still have a good response? we must change the controller and coming back to the controller in this case the reference is zero that's the desired distance to the stopping line the process has an initial condition unequal to zero a distance to the stopping line and the controller was in this case just a proportional controller it compared the actual distance with the desired distance multiply that with a factor k with the p of proportional and that was the output of the controller, the input for the desired uh, amount of propulsion for the car. Well, if you drive a car normally, it's quite common that you take into account the speed as well. So we could do that in our controller as well. And well, because the velocity is the derivative of the position, we can differentiate the position signal and make a 
proportional plus, plus derivative controller. And let's simulate that again. Here is my model. And I repeat the experiment. Let's make the windows equally large. And now we see that we have quite a fast response and still no overshoot. And again, I could increase my driver gain, the KP, which was 6. Well, let's make it uh, 20. Okay, see what happens. Well, again, we have uh, overshoot, but we could try to diminish that by also increasing the uh, the derivative gain and again we see that now well in this case I just did this very simple experiment let's do it a bit slower we see there's a minimal overshoot and even that could be removed by slightly more increasing KD let's make it uh, 5 let's see if we got rid of the overshoot. So in this case a combination of the proportional plus derivative gain helps to get a good response. This is the block diagram belonging to this situation. We measure the velocity or get it as a derivative from the position signal and this is called the proportional plus derivative controller. And in fact, such a system, the position control of a car, could be compared with a mechanical system where the car is the mass, the proportional controller is the spring, the spring tends to bring the mass to an equilibrium position, and the damping, which prevents that this happens with a lot of uh, oscillations, is comparable with the derivative action. And in fact, this can be simulated in 20SIM as well. You could get the same responses in both situations. Well, we will skip that and go to cruise control. Uh, cruise control now is considered on a straight road and then going uphill where some extra gas is needed to go uphill and maintain the speed. In this case we have a similar system but now we have a velocity control uh, and here there is a disturbance and the disturbance uh, represents the hill, the slope of the hill which after some time uh, is present and we see how the system reacts on it. Here we have the model again. Well, in the first experiment, where is my model? Okay, here's my car model. We see that initially the speed is uh, 50 kilometers per hour. 
This is the controller output, the amount of gas needed to maintain this 50 km per hour speed. And here we see the change in the slope. So suddenly some extra power is needed to maintain the speed. And the extra power is delivered, but apparently not enough because the speed, and I can measure that here, goes to 37 km per hour, which is certainly not what we wanted. Well, what we need for a certain error, we need more controller output, a higher controller output. So what we can do, we can just increase the driver gain, which is set on 1, and set it on 5, for instance. And we will notice that, indeed, we get a much more accurate controller. We also observe already some overshoot in the controller output. And if we go further in order to make the the error smaller and smaller, we get a more oscillatory behavior, but indeed the error becomes smaller. Well, let's go back to, for instance, 5 again, and ask ourselves what we could do to have a solution which indeed guarantees that our error goes to zero. Well, that requires that we add an element which can produce a certain output while the error, the, the input of that element, is zero. Well, such an element is an integrator. After some time, after integration of the input signal some time, <coughs> the input signal can go to zero, while the controller output uh, has a non-zero value. So we go to the parameters, and we have already such an integrator in action present here. And at the moment I have no idea what the values should be, so I assume value 2 or so. And I run the example and see, well, there is some overshoot, so maybe I could use another combination. But at least what I observe is that the steady state error goes to zero, because after some time the actual speed is indeed 50 kilometers per hour. And this extra amount of uh, driving power comes from the integrator. Well, we come back on these control problems later on, but this is just to give an idea what kind of controller behavior we might have in different situations. Well, that brings me to an overview of a basic control system. It always starts with a process. A process is that what we want to control. So this model of the input from the amount of gas to the uh, speed of the car is called a process. Uh, on the, the stopping problem, the amount of gas to the uh, position is uh, a model. At least is a process, and we want to make a model of that when we want to design a controller. We have disturbances. Disturbances act also on the process. The inputs mostly come from controllers or some actuators we can influence. Disturbances are unknown things like, for instance, the slope of the hill. So models are treated in dynamical systems, and we will use that type of models quite often in this course. We always have a reference. Sometimes we also have a feed-forward. A feed-forward takes care, uh, for instance, in the uh, 
cruise control example that we know that for a certain speed of uh, 50 kilometers per hour we need already a certain amount of gas that can be stored in a table or in, in, a, in a curve and without any measurement we can already take care that that's the input of the system then we might also have models of disturbances and if we have models of disturbances we can do disturbance compensation this is a control-like structure but no information about real output is used uh, so far but we can add also feedback control and that implies that we measure the output uh, signals do some action on it and with a negative feedback we take care that the actual output becomes equal to the desired reference but we have seen already that in feedback systems we may have a stability problem which is certainly one of the main issues during this course how can we make a stable control system and all what's made blue now is called controller so we can have feedback control, feed forward control and we can have disturbance compensation So we make a distinction between steering with feed forward and feedback control. So P is a process. If we have only steering or feed forward, we have a controller in this uh, configuration. When we have feedback control, we have a, a loop, a feedback loop, with the controller in the feedback loop. This is also called an open loop situation and this is called a closed loop situation. Well, when we design a control system, we often start with modeling. And when we have made a model, probably from the physical properties of the system, it's often desired to simplify the model and to make a linear version of it. Once we have a simple model, the controller design is not that difficult anymore, so we can design a controller. And if we have designed a controller, we can do simulations with the full non-linear model. And the last step, of course, is uh, testing the system in reality. But even in this uh, system, we can have different uh, iterations to come to a good conclusion. Well, modeling is described in ideal physical models. We have seen an ideal physical model in the uh Again, we do this sheet again. When we make a controller, mostly we have to start with modeling. And when we make a model from the physical reality or from something we, we plan to build often it's required for the controller design to simplify the model to linearize it and once we have a simple linear model we can make a controller design and once that has been done we may go back to the original complex non-linear model and do simulations and to see if the system works well Well, the model can be described as an ideal physical model, as a bond graph, differential equations, block diagrams, state space, and we will see all of these models later on in this course. A more simple linearized model 
can be described by poles and zeros, transfer functions, and all kinds of frequency plots like Bode plots, Nyquist plots, or Nichols plots. For the controller design, if we use poles and zeros as a description, we use the root locus method. We can make a design in the frequency domain, state space, and we can use optimization techniques uh, and simulation available in 20SIM or MATLAB. And then the simulations, well, often with simulation program like 20SIM, not for the design anymore, but in this case to examine whether our design was good enough or not. And good enough, what does that mean? Did we achieve the specifications? And what are specifications? For instance, the speed of the response. We want a fast uh, system. Uh, we can also express that in terms of bandwidth. We want the system to be stable. We want to minimize the overshoot. We have seen already examples of these things. And we want the sensitivity for disturbances and parameter variations to be as small as possible. While well, such a disturbance was, for instance, the sudden slope. Well, when we have achieved all the specifications, then we are ready. But in many cases, we are not completely ready. So we probably have to reconsider the controller design. Or, if that was not enough, we may reconsider if our linearization of the model was not uh, too far a simplification. Or we may even go back to the original model and reconsider that process, especially when the model does not uh, fit the real situation. Of course, our aim is to do it first time right. It's important that we have multiple views on the process description and on the design process during this design process. So for instance, when I consider one joint of uh, such an industrial robot, I can make a description as an electrical motor driving a mechanical load and some friction, electrical properties. I can also make a bond graph of it, it's something treated in the coarse dynamical systems. I can make a description in the form of a transfer function. And when I talk about the closed loop system, I could say, well, this is my description of the closed loop system in the S-plane. I can make a body plot and I can make a step response. Well, and because all these systems in fact describe the same behavior, they are related and it's important that you can go from one description easily to the other one because each description reveals some useful, some properties and gives some useful insight into the behavior of the process we want to control. Well, this course control engineering is of course related to other courses. So it supposes that you have basic knowledge of electrical networks, that you have basic knowledge of dynamical systems, and that you have basic knowledge of linear systems. We will use that throughout the course, and then after following this course you can go to other courses, all kinds of systems with feedback are better understood when you understand control engineering well. Uh, there are courses, digital control systems, di intelligent control, and in fact, uh, all the whole master systems and control builds on the basic knowledge treated here. And also the electrical engineering track 
Measurement and Control Engineering.